0: Good afternoon, everyone. We're here from Partick, Free Church of Scotland, continuing. And it is a pleasure to return to Buchanan Street in the centre of Glasgow. We normally come out once a week, and this week it's a turn to be in uh, Buchanan Street. And we're here simply with one, one aim and one goal in mind in order that we might draw to your attention uh, the claims and the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're a local congregation. We meet at 2 Thornwood Terrace just off Dumbarton Road opposite the police station there. You'll go up a hill and then you'll come to Thornwood Primary School after that, you'll meet our building on the crossroads. And we would extend a, a warm welcome to you at Two Thornwood Terrace. We meet on the Lord's Day, that Sunday at 11 a.m. And again in the early evening at 6 p.m. We also have a, a midweek meeting where we meet on Wednesday evening at 7.30 And we would extend a sincere and warm welcome to you all to come along. We know that we're out here, but most of you are just simply passing by. And all you will hear will probably be a a sentence or two. So why not come along and actually visit a service and hear what we have to say concerning Christianity? You know, many people today have dispensed and rejected Christianity, but if the truth be known, they probably have never, ever really considered it. They've simply decided to reject it because someone else has rejected it, or indeed someone else has told them to reject it. Well, friends, we would invite you to come and Think for yourself, discover the truths that are found in Christianity. We seek to preach from the Bible, which is the Word of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, uh, the Bible tells us. And therefore, when we speak from the Bible, it is a message from God, it is God revealing His mind. And His will to mankind. And therefore, we are urged by the Lord Jesus Christ Himself to search the Scriptures. Not only to read them, yes, it's good to read them, but we are urged to actually search the Scriptures, to find out what the Scriptures have to say to us. The Scriptures may indeed be an old book. No one's going to deny that. But the Scriptures are bang up to date. They tell us about things that are relevant today because it's God's Word. It's timeless. And it speaks to mankind, whether it be 4,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago or in the 21st century. It still has something to say to us. We want to ask ourselves, therefore, in the beginning, as we pass by, we'd like to give you something to consider. What is Christianity all about? What has it got to say to us today in the 21st century here on Buchanan Street in Glasgow? Well, let me read a verse, and I'd like to speak upon this verse to you this afternoon. It's a verse that has been written by inspiration by the Apostle Paul himself. And he was writing to a young man. He was Timothy. He was a pastor in a place called Ephesus, which is today in modern Turkey. And poor Timothy was having some difficulties in the congregations in Ephesus. And the Apostle Paul was writing to him in order to encourage him. And this is what he says, or at least part of what he says. It's in First Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. And again, we would urge you to read these things in your own Bibles. Don't simply take my word for it. you'll find these things in the Word of God. And in First Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, this is what Paul says to Timothy. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And he goes on to say, Of whom I am the chief. Of whom I am the chief. And really in that small verse, that little verse, we find a lot of gospel truth contained within it this is a faithful saying this is something that you can hang on to this is something that is real this is something that is true this is something that you are not to dispense with because this defines christianity this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation this is something that all of us are to receive we're to receive this not because the apostle paul wrote it but he wrote it under inspiration. Therefore, he was moved by the Holy Spirit to write this for our learning and for our edification. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Now, we've all come into the world. We wouldn't be here today if we didn't come into the world. But the Bible would teach us that the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the only begotten Son of God, He came into the world in a supernatural manner. He did not come in by ordinary generation. There's no need for me to elaborate on what that means today, but He was not conceived in the normal manner. He was conceived by a miraculous operation by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Now, there is no way in this world can I possibly explain to you that glorious and that wonderful miracle. I would never try to. No one can. It's a miracle. It is something that is beyond our understanding. But the evidence is all crystal clear that this truly did happen. Why do I say that? I say that because if you look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, He is the only one that lived a perfect life. He never sinned. There's no other individual like Him. He never sinned in His thought life. He never sinned by what He said. He never had to apologize to anyone. He never sinned by any deeds that he committed. He alone lived a perfect life, completely and fully and finally, fulfilling the law of God, totally, without exception. And this could only happen, friends, because he was one who was born without exception original sin. Therefore, he could not sin, and he alone lived a perfect life. And he came into this world, he lived a perfect life, but he came with a mission. And that mission, friends, we're glad to tell you this afternoon, was to save sinners. To save sinners. Now there's a thought for us this afternoon on this glorious winter afternoon that the Lord has given to us, do we consider ourselves to be sinners? What does the Bible say? We must take all our doctrines and all our teaching from the Word of God. What does it say of us? It says in Romans chapter 3 and at verse 23, For there is no difference... For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. that's what the Bible says and if that's what the Bible says that's what God says the God who is holy and pure and perfect and righteous this is what God says upon the whole of mankind for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of of the glory of God. And therefore, if we go back to that verse that I already highlighted, it talks about Christ Jesus come into the world to save sinners. Therefore, we find out something here. We are sinners. We might not like to be described as sinners. That's true. But nevertheless, if we're to learn If we're to accept what God's Word tells us, He would tell us that we are sinners. Therefore, we say to you at the very beginning of our time here this afternoon that there is a message of hope in Christianity. And this message is bound up in the fact that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And we have to acknowledge what the Bible says about us, that we are sinners, And therefore, in some sense, it's true to say to you this afternoon that the Lord Jesus Christ has come into this world to save persons just like you and I. Just like you and me. That's who the Lord Jesus Christ has come into this world to save. And the Apostle Paul goes on to say, Of whom I am the chief. Now, that's quite a remarkable thing for him to say that. Why? Because he was the great Apostle Paul. He was the most exercised and most experienced Christian that ever lived. And he had been an arch persecutor of the Christian church. He was on his way to, the, to Damascus. What was he going to do in Damascus? He was going to go there... And he was hoping to round up people who were Christians. And he was going to take them back to Jerusalem in order that they might be punished and persecuted. Why was he doing this? Because he wanted to destroy the early Christian church. He had no love for the Lord Jesus. He had no desire for the the gospel to be spread and to be propagated. He didn't want people to believe upon the Lord Jesus. Therefore, he goes to Damascus. But what happens to him in Damascus or on the road to Damascus? Why, he has an encounter with Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ arrests him. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Paul was converted from that moment on And he became a new man. He was a new individual. The one who was a great persecutor was now going to be a great preacher. Indeed, he was appointed to be the preacher to the Gentiles. That was his commission. And we are led to believe and understand that he sought to fulfill that commission with all the zeal and with all the gusto that he could. Before he devoted his energies seeking to destroy the Christian church, now things had changed. Why? Because he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. But even after he was saved, even after he was a notable Christian, even after he had made great progress in the Christian life, he was one who still recognized of whom I am the chief. <coughs> so what about us today then? What about you this afternoon? Has this verse got anything to say to you? This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus come into the world to save sinners of whom I am the chief. Have we gone to the Lord Jesus Christ? Do we know therefore the the forgiveness and the freedom and the salvation that he brings? Is this something that we know in our experience? Because that's why he came. He came in order to seek and to save that which was lost. And friends, we need to realize and we need to accept what the Bible teaches us regarding ourselves and our persons. We might be fit and healthy. We might have a sound mind. We might enjoy a a good life here and have all the things that this world can give us. But the Bible describes us as being lost if we're still in our state of nature. what is a Christian? What is a Christian? We're here this afternoon. We want to talk to you about Christianity and about its relevance to us today. But we want to ask a question of you. What is a Christian? Well, you might say a Christian is someone who goes to church. Well, that's true to a certain extent. Or you might say that Christian is a a religious person. Well, that's true to to a certain extent also, but he's more than that, because there are many religious people, many, many religious people, and they're not Christians. Uh, A Muslim may be a, a religious person, but he would never describe himself as a Christian, and the same would be for a Buddhist. And many people may be religious, but they're not Christian. But friends, I want to ask you, what is a Christian? Well, let me try to tell you, It's a broad subject. I can only touch upon it. But if we look at the life of Matthew Levi, we will find out something about what a Christian really is. We find this in the early part of the ministry of the Lord Jesus when he was very popular. He was going about Palestine and Galilee at that time. And he meets someone called Matthew Levi. Now, Matthew Levi was, we are told, He was sitting at the receipt of custom. You know, Matthew Levi, what was he? He was a tax collector. Now, we'll talk about that later on, but here he was as a tax collector sitting at the receipt of custom. And what happens? The Lord Jesus Christ passes by him and sees him and says to him, this word's, follow me. Here he is about his business, collecting taxes, And the Lord Jesus sees him and says to him, follow me. What do we find? We find that Matthew Levi heard the call of the Lord Jesus. He left everything behind and he began to follow Christ. And therefore, first of all, surely we can see that a Christian is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is one who has in some real way, heard the call of Christ, and he began to follow him. That, friends, is one way to describe a Christian. He follows the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, can that be said of you this afternoon? There may be many people here who are passing by who might say to themselves, well, I'm a Christian. Well, I want to ask you then, if you're a Christian, do you follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you seek to walk in his footsteps? You know, the Lord Jesus said, if ye love me, keep my commandments. That's a way of following the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, many people might say they're Christians, but when you look at their lives, they're not very Christ-like at all. They don't follow the Lord Jesus. They don't walk in his footsteps. From that moment when Matthew Levi heard the call of Christ, he began to follow him. He left his old life behind. Tell me, friend, if you're a Christian, have you left your old life behind? Matthew Levi left his life of sin behind. You know he was a tax collector. He was a he was a Jew, and he worked for the Romans. The Romans were ones who had power over the Jews at this time. They occupied the land of Judea, and they were the the rulers of the Jews. And because of this, they had to pay tax. And the Jews hated this tax. They hated paying taxes to a foreign power, but nevertheless, they had to do it. And the Romans used the Jews to collect tax from their own people in order to give it to the Romans. And if the tax collector was very good, he was able to collect more than what was required and keep the balance.